You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at WeAreLibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hogger Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. I am your host, Jeremiah Morrill, and as always, I'm joined by our co-host, Dakota Davis. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Looking dapper over there, Mr. Davis, in your brand new Boss Hog Liberty polo shirt. Yes, embroidered and looking fly. You'll have to look at the HD video to see the rest. Our show (laughs) is about our lives in rural Indiana. It's a show about folks who are involved in politics. We promise that our episodes are going to be fun and an easy listen. We interview people who are influencers, elected officials, political experts, and people that we just find interesting. So today we have a very special episode. We have two guests today. One is in the guest host chair, and then the other is our featured guest. In the guest host chair, we have like the OG super fan of the Boss Hog of Liberty, Mr. Chris Guffey. What's going on, Chris? Mm, nothing. Just sitting over here. Just sitting over here. Chilling. Chilling in the bright lights, getting a sand- suntan. Yes. Yes. Hopefully. I'm quite pale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, once people look at the HD video, they'll know. Yes. They'll exactly. have a, they'll have a real 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 uh, picture of it. Unfortunately. All right. On the other side of the room, we have a, the the best dressed guest we've ever had. <laughs> we have Mark Rutherford. He is the uh, the Libertarian Party of Indiana's candidate for Secretary of State. Uh, the day job, you're an attorney in, right. in in our capital land in Indianapolis. Yes. And uh, the other the other thing I've billed is that you are the uh, you are the president or the chairman of the Indiana. Public Defenders Commission. Yes. Chairman of the commission. Have been for quite a while. Yep. You and, were just uh, reappointed by the governor. Reappointed by Holcomb, yes. And before people think that I'm a Republican, I want to make it straight. I was appointed because I'm not a Republican. I'm a Libertarian. You're in spite you're uh, you're in on there in spite of being a, a libertarian. I yes. Guess. Yeah. I'm on there because he had to appoint either a Democrat or Libertarian and Holcomb was happier with the Libertarian. There you go. And you've done a hell of a job now for the last how I mean for going uh, on a decade now. I'm on my eleventh year, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So very awesome. cool. That so, is wonderful. Yeah. So uh, you recently announced, and we'll get into this a little bit yes. later in the show, mm-hmm. uh, but you had a big announcement about a week ago? Uh, yeah, about a week ago. Yeah, down on the club. It, was, it was Thursday. It was, it was a Thursday. It was last a Thursday Thursday right? at the Columbia Club yeah. uh, in downtown Indianapolis. Big, and big swanky club in downtown. It, it was, yeah. We had a great time, and I made my announcement about that I'm seeking the nomination for the Libertarian Party of Indiana's Secretary of State's race. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. So the way these shows typically work is the... Uh, there's just some general banter, and then we throw the tough gotcha questions, Chris, at the at the guest. All right, yeah, so get, have have them ready. Yes. All right. So uh, <laughs> Dakota, it's been a busy week for you and I. Oh my goodness, so busy. We've uh, we've booked a, a crazy amount of guests here lately. 
Yeah, we have uh, we've already got February all planned. We're not, we're still in the month of January, but no, it's February the, today. We're yeah. recording this February first. Mm-hmm. Did you forget to oh tear, tear, gosh, tear, tear off the calendar this yeah. morning? I told you uh, while we were at dinner about the day that I have had. I know. I think that that should be expected. <laughs> Please forgive me, but yeah, it, we have this entire month planned, yep. and then uh, I I believe that we have the first of March already planned as well. We've got something penciled in. Our guests yes. have, our guests haven't agreed to it yet, but we've we've got them penciled in, so that's good enough for me. Yes. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this lineup. I think it's going to be a great time. Uh, we got some meetings to go to uh, through the month of February, some uh, different public meetings. I've met some uh, resistance about going to the Newcastle City Council meeting, but uh, we're still going to get there. And uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, the entire month of February is just going to be full of information. So lots of content coming out of uh, coming out of this channel. If you uh, if you're listening just because of Mark. Uh, or if you're tuning in because of the audience he brings, would appreciate uh, just a little subscription or a share or a like or all of those things because, you know, they're free for you and they help us out. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, it's been – we've had a great campaign this last couple of weeks with folks helping us out. We do have the new Mevo high-definition camera. Um, you are in a beautiful new shirt from I am. that you got delivered in I'm today. Gonna, I'm going to have to adjust the Mevo real quick so that everybody can see – this wonderful embroidery that we have on my uh, on my new golf polo. <laughs> I am a golfer, in case anybody can't tell. But uh, I these polos are like the one of the biggest things for me because I I've wanted something that I can look professional at whenever I go to the meetings and I set up the live stream or the recording, and uh, I am just stoked about it. Now you you know you're going to look like you're Dakota with Boss Hog Liberty. You called up the mayor's office today and you just introduced yourself as Dakota Davis. And yes, the, I said I'm you know I'm Dakota Davis and I want to uh, I want to get some information about setting up and recording the uh, the February fifth meeting. And she said, "Are you Dakota Davis from the Boss Hog Liberty?" <laughs> you got the name cool. ID, man. We've hit the big time, Jeremiah. <laughs> the mayor's assistant knows where you where your where your volunteer job is. Absolutely. All I, right. So let's see, and then uh, the other big thing is we had we had a very limited offering of swag for the Boss Hog Liberty. We had uh, <laughs> uh, with the T chip folks. We talked about this on the live broadcast Tuesday. Uh, we had T shirts available, we had hats, and we had mugs. Yes, and they were available for less than twenty four hours because somehow you upset the internet gods, and we got reported for trademark infringement or I, something. Um, I uh, got an email on Tuesday morning from T Chip. This is what I woke up to on Tuesday: was a cease and desist from T Chip <laughs> for <laughs> the violation of uh, intellectual property. Mm-hmm. We don't, but there's no explanation as to what we violated. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just intellectual property rights is what we violated, and uh, there was no explanation as to what part of our logo was actually in a. Uh, an infringement upon those intellectual property rights. So I, I, I still don't know. I've e- emailed so many different people, and each time I email a different customer service or seller service representative at T-Chip, uh, I get another email back that says, well, this is not my department. You have to go to this department and email this email address. It's like working with the government. Yes. It's, uh, so I finally got to um, the copyright uh, service department, and I sent them a lengthy email um, with my Adobe proofs, uh, proving that I was the one that created the logo, and uh, I have yet to hear anything back. So, all right. So, uh, if you were one of the folks that uh, that that participated in that and donated and got, you've got your stuff. My, I know mine said it was shipping already. So, if you were able to get an order placed, I think you're actually going to get your stuff. Yes. And otherwise, uh, once we make nice with whoever we've upset we'll uh, we'll, we'll start round yeah. two i mean i'm i'm vested in this as well because i also ordered one of our t-shirts and i was looking forward to it arriving 
So uh, if it doesn't show up for me, then uh, then we're really going to have to get in. We're going to have to have uh, our guest for tonight, Mr. Uh, Mark Rutherford, <laughs> give them a call. <laughs> We're going to have to reach out and see what we can do. We just or see we who do. we have to apologize to for violating God only knows what laws. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. federal, because I don't think they're based here. Yeah. It's an interstate so. crime you've gotten us wrapped up into now. Yeah, I don't know. I All apologize. Right. So, so, Mr. Guffey. Yes. Your background, other than being our Category 5 super fan, mm-hmm. you are a, uh, I get you, you're a veteran. Correct. And you go to the gym a lot. We all, you, when you were on Facebook, you've, you've, you've taken some sort of a sabbatical or a cleanse from Facebook. Yes. But... Uh, you would always check in down at the gym. Yeah, yeah. So are you still doing that? You're still getting swole? I'm on like a hiatus right now because I, I hurt my hamstring and just trying to get back into it. Gotcha. What gym do you go to? Uh, the Fit Factory on here, down yeah. here on Road 3. Well, I go to Anytime Fitness, so well, I don't I'm know like... if we're allowed to be friends anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like to go where strong people go. <laughs> so it's all right. Do you guys have Columbia Club versus YMCA battles over what you know, which which is more superior in Indianapolis? No, we like this? don't. And with this the Henry Columbia County Club, you yeah, know, we're just happy to be. I mean, we we tend to be older because, the, <laughs> and we're just happy that we can do it. Right. Yeah, just happy to be able to tie yes. your shoes, right? Tie your yeah. shoes, yeah. and the, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, there was so, a. a on Bob and Tom, the uh, Josh Arnold made some joke about when he goes to the gym, he's just happy to, you know, happy one. His goal is to be able to not be a be a tragedy when he can't yes. tie his shoes. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, yeah. So, uh, Chris, you and I met l- weirdly in a park in at the uh, yes. heading to the infamous Mosquito Hill uh, <laughs> that uh, that the Doughboy that, that everybody's been talking about for the last two See, months in Henry okay. County. I'm yeah. so glad that this has been cleared up because in our in our show planning, our show prep, yeah. uh, group chat, you said that um, he was a survivor of uh, Mosquito Hill right after you said that he was a veteran. Yeah. So I yes. I immediately was like, mm, what happened? I was like, I think that this is a reference to the Doughboy statue. But I don't want to like put anything on the show notes that is like uh, a joke because like what if it was actually like what, <laughs> what if he's real? Really? Yeah, yeah. What if he's over in Iraq and there's something like a mosquito hill and he uh, literally is a survivor? No, no, no. But you is... did serve. You were in Afghanistan. You did. I, I did. Yeah. I did uh, nine months in Kabul. So, well, we're glad you're here now. Yeah. And now you can volunteer your time at Save Games for Travis Wyke. Yes, yes. I, I'm there quite often. <laughs> so he said you got a nickname over there now. They call you Tink? Yes. Uh, I was at a local establishment last night, and Travis and one of his friends came in, and they found out what I do for a living, which is Tinker on Electronics. And <laughs> so now I am Tink. Now you're tink, he, tink or Tinker Bell, he said. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, she to refer to me I as Tinker Bell. A, but. I thought it was a reference to Tinker Bell. Like you, like you said, you went into a local, you were in a local establishment, and I thought it had, you had something to do with Tinker Bell in, in your day job, and I was, oh, no. I, I didn't know what you did. I, I still technically I, know. He, he, he's the, he is the guy that's fixing the farm equipment so that we can all eat, basically. Yes. He works Wonderful. for the, one of the leading ag uh, electronics companies in the world yes we'll, we'll say that yeah i'd say pretty pretty yeah. accurate and you're like their number one repairman <laughs> i am if not the number one but if it I, wasn't I, for I you am. none of us would have corn or soybeans or sorghum i'll take that though yeah I'll, I'll take I, it. I i appreciate that and a, if the uh, ag uh if the ag committee does the right thing in uh in the, in the indiana state senate maybe you'll be uh fixing yeah. equipment for hemp harvesting in indiana too <laughs> that's right we can hope pass the house but 90 a, to but nothing. as a person who uh frequents japanese restaurants and eats ad, uh, edamame I, I really appreciate your contribution to the soybean and <laughs> 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 well, uh, yeah, no problem. That's all right. There we'll there we go. There. 
All right. Well, we're glad you're here. Uh, no pressure. Jump in whenever you want. You're you're like the token generic voter. So as as you have a question that comes to mind for Mark, jump in. Let us know. Just throw it at him. Yeah. Yes. That, that's a, that's exactly what you're here for. That is your your one role. So and we met. Uh, you've I guess we were playing board games together, and I've for whatever reason have quit going to save games, and you're on the staff down there now. Mm, yeah, basically, pretty much. So Travis yeah. did tell me that they were say. having a viewing party tonight. So the whole they have you up on the screen, and they and, do, and they the do. crowd is supposed to be watching. So there's oh, a big, uh, a big, probably a huge applause right now as we're See, giving I, them the time of their lives down I there. I said that we have hit yeah. the big time, and uh, <laughs> you just proved it. That's it. We have there's a, an actual viewing party. Yes, a in, a, party in a public store for this program. All right, back to our back to our featured guest. Sure. Well, yes. Did you suffer through that? Is it all right? No, no suffering at all. It's all very right. interesting. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't suffered you yet? No, you haven't. Keep right. trying harder. Oh, we'll keep working on it. So By the wh- time 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've, no, nobody's left. We haven't lost a patient yet. No guests has run away, so it's, it's all right. So what? what's this public defender, defender thing? Are, in your day job, Are you? is that one of your roles as, as an attorney, as a public defender, or is it? No, my, I'm a business attorney, business right. law attorney, do litigation, transactions. Today I spent all, all this time over this big transaction, uh, which involves money and buying things and buying companies and who owns what, et cetera. Uh, do a lot of litigation when people have disputes about that. Then yet a public defender commission, though, is an appointed position by the governor. And um, I basically am the chairman, and I'm a chairman of a board that includes state legislators, uh, judges, um, uh, uh, from the Indiana House, Indiana Senate, um, uh, some civilians who are appointed by the governor. It's appointed by the governor. It's appointed by the Supreme Court, and it's appointed by uh, the majority leaders of the House and the uh, Senate of Indiana. And there's one by the Criminal Justice Agency that is appointed. So it's a diverse group. Um, and what we do is we make decisions, and we're at the thirty-five thousand foot level, and we're making decisions on what. Do we do with standards for the counties to receive money from the state for their public defenders? So having a relationship with our county's public defender, mm-hmm. and he's actually going to be our guest next week, Sean mm-hmm. Rao. Yes. Um, you know, he's, he has had concerns or uh, I, I would imagine they, they probably operate somehow similar to like a school does where the number of cases that come through defines how, how they're funded or the way that things that the county right, levels that, are treated. It, it, it is, but it's a volunteer program in Henry County. I don't, unless something's changed just in the last couple of weeks, has is, is technically in the program, but it hasn't participated in years. Gotcha. Because you have to up your game. You have to provide better public defense. You have to have certain standards like comparable pay to the prosecutors, deputy prosecutors, etc. And the whole goal is the state wants to encourage the states to to the counties to improve their public defense. And that's very libertarian because it's due process. Everybody deserves a defense. They deserve a good attorney. You need first-class defense. You, and the, and you're, you, the attorneys that you have may may be limited in the amount of time that they're able to dedicate. That's always a problem with public defenders. Some right. of them are the best litigators in the state because they do a lot of it. But still, the, the negative side of it is they do have pretty heavy caseloads. And um, uh, counties that aren't in it, I don't know how Henry County's doing, but some counties that don't do it uh, have been criticized by the Tenth Amendment Center for how bad those counties are in Indiana. And that's where we would point to a county council for not funding those offices or the prosecutor. Right. Are they? This is the rabbit hole you probably didn't expect to go down. No. I'll, I'll ask the question. You ask tell me it. if I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it 
a judge's budget or a prosecutor's budget or or is the public defender their own budget for a county? How does that, how the, does that the, work? The, if they are getting money from the state and from the commission, they have their own public defender board, their own. They run it themselves. The money goes to them directly. Of course, they're, they're, they're working with the, the county officials, the county treasurer, et cetera, like any agency would do right. on that. And judges have to do that, too. But they're also disconnected from the judges. No judges can be on the on on the public defender board of the county if the county's big enough. Small fam counties we have different rules because you can't have a board; it's, they only need one or two. Right. Yeah. I mean, we yeah, had right. Ryan Seekman on, who's an attorney in mm-hmm. uh, Rising Sun, which is yes. Ohio County. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it Ohio County? Dakota? Yes, Ohio, Ohio County. County. And mm-hmm. you know they've got six thousand people in the county. Right. So their rules are going to be different than They're, Allen County would be. Right. Allen County's rules are somewhat different, but the whole goal of, and part of what the, this. State agency did, which is created by the General Assembly. We're a, gen- a creature of the General Assembly. Is that, and a lot of judges will tell you privately that they appreciate it. They don't have to worry about it. They don't have to worry about conflicts. The appearance of impropriety of the judge paying the public defender is there. Now you can talk around it, right? And most of the judges, there's not a problem, but they hated that. Because they want the voters, they want everybody to see that they're trying to be fair. Because in Indiana, we publicly elect, we yes. or politically elect our judges. That's correct. They have to run for our circuit court and our um, uh, our superior, superior court. court. Mm-hmm. The, the, There's a few city judges left. Yeah. Um, that's been gradually being done away with. Yeah. Right. But and then, but like a Supreme Court, they're appointed by the governor, and then we right. do, we have the choice to retain them. Yeah, they're right. It's a little bit different process. It's but a, our, your county judge, the guy that you go to, if you have a you know, if you were going to face a state trial, mm-hmm. that guy is politically appointed. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Or elected. Most of them. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, yes, elected. Yeah. Marion County has just gone to appointed or uh, 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 judges now. It's, it's, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, um, right. But um, uh, the the beauty of what we do is that we do up the standards. More money comes in there. And for the people who are willing to do public defense, it makes it affordable. They can make a little profit so they can eat and send their kids to college, et cetera. And it does increase, I think, the quality of public defender work. But we, the 10th Amendment Center, which is based in Washington, D.C., came to Indiana, and they went and observed uh, different counties, large, small, medium, and they concluded that we have real problems. Okay. And Indiana was one of the very first states in the union to really recognize uh, public defense work. This is like in the 1850s. It, so there's been a trend here to try to do it, but we're still not where we need to do, according to the 10th Amendment Center. I actually disagree with some of their findings, but I agree with them overall. And so the commission created a public defender task force. And retired Seventh Circuit Judge John Tender is heading it up. We've got all types of people, legislators, people who have been in the system before from the standpoint of used to be public defenders, um, legislators. Uh, who, uh, we have a Supreme Court justice on it. They're looking at what do we need, and we're hoping we're going to get from them a package that we can take to the General Assembly and say, we need to have good public defense because it's due process. You should have your a right to attorney who's decent. And more importantly is it's the right thing to do. You should do that. Um, if, if your culture does things like that and takes care of the people who – a lot of the people get convicted. There's no – Let's face it. But if we treat those people well, then that's a good society, and that's a great society. Uh, We also do capital defense, and we actually were created first to help with the problems with getting quality attorneys for capital defense. 
And a lot of cases are being overturned by the federal courts because I got one when I was a young public defender. I'm out of law school three years. I get a capital case. I take it home one weekend, look at it, and I call. I go to the judge the next day and say, I'm incompetent. I can't do that because of my lack of experience. Sure. You're being, you're, you've been a, an attorney for a thousand days, and you're being right. expected to and defend a man's life. expected to do this. Now yeah. we've got a culture where they get enough money so they can get investigators if they need them, if they get a public defender, which most people accused of capital crime don't have a lot of resources. Um, and and so it's really increased the quality. Now, the number of cases are is going down for capital cases, but I'm, I'm not so sure it's because we have better public defenders. Um, I think that we're not getting overturned as much as what anecdotally I'm seeing that the public defenders are are doing a good quality job. But a lot of people are doubting if the expense is worth it. Okay. I mean, before you kill, kill somebody, uh, uh, shouldn't you do it so that there's no as little doubt as possible? That, yeah, and, that, uh, mm-hmm. and part of the uh, National Libertarian Platform actually speaks out against capital punishment. So uh, right. I think that that is, uh, you know, you you were talking earlier about how um, – a lot of these, a lot of these different issues that you deal with on uh, on this uh, on the uh, public defender commission um, were actually very libertarian issues, and mm-hmm. that was that was actually the first bullet point that I saw whenever I looked up the public defender commission was that you were uh, you made uh, recommendations about the defense against uh, those people which whom the state is actually pursuing right. the death penalty. And and I'm con- I know my commission that there are pro death penalty people on it and there's people who are not for the death penalty. So um uh, we're, we are but it, the good news is that because of the extra money going to these attorneys and investigators and to the counties so the counties they choose to do it actually can afford it in a bizarre way we actually make it easier in some cases and we had a question mm-hmm. come in that sure. was about uh the chins program the child in need of services for right. do, it, i guess that has you have some influence over that as well yes or? we do because uh, parents can go be put in jail for those proceedings okay we convinced the legislature for more money to help give to to I hate the word subsidize, but that's what it is. The attorney to help observe those uh, absorb those costs because they're getting costs. a higher number than they were yeah. budgeted for. So that's why the budget is expanding the public defender commission because the legislature keeps adding more things. Um, and you looked at the Chins cases, and they've really started going after a lot more people under the Chin statute, the, the children in need of services. Right. Um, uh, you know, our budget is drives upward because we need more attorneys now because people can go to jail. Right. And most parents in a bad situation, I mean, uh, uh, I'm used to attorneys, so I know how to deal with them. But I would say that most normal, rational people don't because they don't have to use attorneys. Yet you're throwing in and they're going to take your child away, and you may not be very well educated. It's really great to have at least an attorney there who knows what's going on and tell you what's going on. You have a good case, you have a bad case, here's why, for both reasons, and I'll fight for you. Well, very good. Well, thanks for sharing mm-hmm. that. I know that yes. wasn't necessarily what you wanted to get into today. Oh, but that's fine. I think mm-hmm. it, it does help to show your background and, you know, right. working at those levels for the job that you're applying for now. And, and I was about to say that. I mean, the th- important thing about that, why I'm running for Secretary of State and why I think I'm a very good candidate for the Libertarians is that I'm in the middle of government, and I know that government is a hard thing to, to – it, it, some people say it's like the Titanic. No, it's not sinking. It's going straight ahead, and it takes forever to get it to change course. 
You've got to keep fighting. You've got to do things. But it is a bunch of different people with different interests and different views, and you've got rules that you try to get government to change things around. And um, so I'm used to doing that. Oh, sure, there are people who disagree with me, but look at what I've got. I've got a, a board, a commission, and its board is roughly half de- – it's half Democrats, half Republicans. And they elected me and continue electing me since 2007 as the chairman. I think part of it is because, um, not being from either party, I can help maneuver that and maneuver change. But I'm also smart enough to know that I can't make it a libertarian agency. That's impossible because I'll lose half the people or more, probably all of them. But I can make little changes and advocate for it during the meetings, and we do that. I would say that we're way more libertarian as a commission than we were when I started. Absolutely. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with where I'm at. And the other thing, which is very important for candidates to know, why it's important uh, to to get offices as a libertarian or to be un, whether appointed or elected, is I'm uh, I'm a big believer in that I'm at four, the 40,000 feet level. I let the staff do their job. If they're doing a good job, they don't hear from me. If they aren't doing a good job, they do hear from me. And they figure that That's out. That's a good boss. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good boss. It's a good boss. But I make decisions occasionally that my libertarian background influences my decision. How would it not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you rather have a Democrat doing that, a Republican, or a Libertarian? I'd rather have me there because I change things a little bit. So the uh, one of the other points uh, <clears throat> on your resume, mm-hmm. uh, building towards the Secretary of State race that you're running in right now, is the Libertarian National uh, Campaign Committee chairman. Right. Right. So tell us a little bit about what that is. Yeah, the Libertarian National Campaign Committee is the second of the two national committees. Um, and it, 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 its purpose and its creation was more for providing support, looking for support for candidates. Um, we had an executive director. We worked really hard on it. Um, I'm going to tell you as it is. What we learned was that the Libertarian Party has a branding problem, and we didn't have the resources to deal with it. So we're kind of holding up back to see where we go. I see some really good things happening in the Libertarian Party world so that something like the Libertarian National Campaign Committee might be able to, to to get back into it. And here's what I call it. It's the mother's milk of politics. It's money. And people say that if your branding's bad and your organization needs work, we're not going to give you money. Yeah. And well, that's what exactly. we're kind of dealing with with that. So I'm not critical on everybody because, Jeremiah, you know, this is hard. We're putting it together. It absolutely is. And I was going to compliment mm-hmm. you. We have got we have the biggest audience we've ever had for a Boss Hog Liberty oh, podcast. Mm-hmm. You have uh, a staff of, uh, of three people wearing button-down shirts. <laughs> yes, we do. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. to, yeah. to a show that we normally wear flannel. I, yes. you know, Dakota wears mm-hmm. polo shirt, and I wore my button-down. Mm-hmm. And Chris, Chris has mm-hmm. even got a, 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 a plaid. We'll call it plaid mm-hmm. today. Yeah, yeah. A clad, a clad button-down. I thought that's what we were going with. Yeah, mm-hmm. you absolutely. But, but with the chairmanship of this committee, we're, we're kind of in the background. We're waiting to get back into there when we think things are going better. There's some things with the lib- – one hard thing that was very difficult, we were confused with the Libertarian Party or the Libertarian National Committee. We're not. We're different. Right, yeah. I, so, I, I didn't know the difference, and I'm a county chairman. Yeah, so. <laughs> so there's a lot of work we needed to do, and we didn't think we could get the funding to do it well. And uh, the Libertarian Party, it's it's, made, it's moving forward. I'm seeing Absolutely. it all over the place. Yeah, Tremendous I, amount of wins yeah. this last year. Yes. Uh-huh. In, uh, in 20, yeah. what is, what's the current year, Chris? 20, 2018. 2018. So we'll back up on yeah. 2017. Yeah. Tremendous amount of wins. Mm-hmm. But it's important. The Republicans and Democrats are also authorized with three committees. And it's important that we 
start going that way. So it's there. We've done some good. We've got we, we've helped get people elected in different states, uh, and we've supported people financially. But we decided this year we're kind of holding off and dealing with some of these branding problems. So let's Very talk. Cool. Let's talk about your race a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, to the average person, they may not know what the Secretary of State does. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. You know, we have a a, a clerk in our county. Yes. So each county has a clerk. And this is almost like the county clerk for the state, right? It's like the state's clerk is a is a close representation, no, the, 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 or an auditor. Not or, arguing it, 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 it's not that. It, it's more a record keeping, administration, and enforcement arm for business. Okay. So, for example, uh, the Federal Securities Exchange Commission doesn't do a. It does some big stuff. But Indiana has something comparable that's run by the Secretary of State that does that enforcement. Works with the attorney general to weed out bad people, um, has investigators, sets rules, etc. <clears throat> so that's one big chunk that a lot of people don't know about about the Indiana Secretary of State. It also is in charge of administration of businesses and corporations. That's where you file your paperwork. That's where you file your annual uh, minutes. Um, not annual minutes, but your your annual uh, uh, biannual. Every two years, you have to file a report that you still right. are, are doing right. stuff. When I was uh, when I was a notary public, I believe the Secretary of State's oh. office handled handled that, they do that as well. They do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. They do uh, car dealerships. That's where you license car dealerships and car franchises, etc. So you'll be responsible for business licensing. Yeah, and a lot of stuff like that. Is it? Will you be able to lose the paperwork on licensing barbers in the state, or do you need some legislative help for that's that? That's not us. For it's not the that's, Secretary that, that's of State. Not there. That's a different division. Yes. Who, who's in charge yeah. of barber licensing? Oh my gosh, I can't think of what it is. But there's a whole division <laughs> that does barber licenses. Oh they also do doctors' licenses for some reason, but yeah. not attorneys. I mean, it's whatever. Some, I think the politics that, that might go back to the time where your your barber was also your uh, your pharmacist at one point in time. May, uh, it may have. I yeah. wonder yeah. if Jim Lucas gets his way if the Secretary of State's office will be the ones. Uh, licensing media i don't know he didn't i, I didn't read the bill because yeah. i didn't think i had a chance to pass it i'm not an fcc regulated yeah. show because i can drink on the air mm-hmm. uh we are heard in indiana talks though on the uh the, the number one progressive radio station hey. in uh, in the state of indiana hey. but uh i don't think we'll be on the media mm-hmm. hit list if uh, if representative lucas gets right. his way Right. So you, I'll, I'll be off not. your radar when you're. We, we, <laughs> we have to get a representative Lucas on the show so that we can guarantee that we're not going to be on that hit list whenever the time comes. Uh, we're going to ask uh, for our carve out. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but that's a general idea of what the Secretary of State is about. And as an attorney and a business law attorney, I deal with them all the time. So I'm very familiar with most of what they do. And there's just a couple of weird areas. But here's the most important thing they do, in my opinion. And that is they administer the campaign finance law and elections and election law. And when it comes to statewide issues on campaign finance law, the Secretary of State is the chair and the two major parties of the of, of the state are the other representatives in the election board. Okay. They meet and find people. Sometimes they don't find people, depending on who's there, depends on how tolerant they are of uh, violations of Indiana campaign finance law. They get very, very, very involved. And one of the things that I think is very important is if you elect a libertarian secretary of state, I'm the chair. There's a Democrat, unless I get over, a, a, unless I get to be number one or number two winning, I would hope that would happen. But at the worst, let's say I come in third after the Republican and Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not if, but if I win, the Republican and Democrat I know will be on there. I'm sorry. 
and I can break ties. It'll be one one one, and it's going to be one one one. And just like the Indiana Public Defender Commission, what better person to have as the chair dealing with the other two parties? Absolutely, I'm not yeah. going to change a lot, but I'm going to have influence, and I will. I will make it, it will. I think make things better for election law and the interpretation of it. And then for uh, for all of the parties, this is their ballot access race. Yes. So if the uh, if the Republicans or the Democrats don't field a candidate that's worth anything, and the voters reject them, they may not make the ballot the next time themselves. Well, my. St- they have to. They have to have at least two percent. They do. They have to have at least two percent. I think as, as do the libertarians. Yeah, as we do. I think the Republicans and Democrats will get it. We'll get it. Um, if I get ten percent, there's primaries, and I'm not afraid of the primaries. The Libertarian Party of Michigan now has to have primaries. Um, I've talked with people there and their state chair, and a lot of them think it's the best thing that ever happened. We've got to be real more serious and take it seriously. We're okay. stronger now because we have to be. Because in a primary, you have less control over who runs. Anybody can run uh, in that primary as a libertarian, even if they aren't. Just, just like have, right now, if I wanted to run as a Republican or if uh, if Chris wanted to run as a Republican, you go down to the Henry County Voter Election Office when they're open during business hours from mm-hmm. 7 to 4, th- Tuesday to Friday. That's why right. county government works around here. We don't work Mondays because <laughs> we save money, <laughs> okay. but they don't get to take lunch. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you go, not on a Monday because they're closed, yeah. that's the Darren Jacobs holiday he gets every week. Ah. But, uh, yeah, you could go down and say, hey, I want to run for sheriff and sign your name up as a Democrat. And as long as the Democrat Party doesn't throw you off the ballot for not voting in the Democrat primary the last time, you're on the ballot. Whether you whether you you're qualified or not, uh, no. Yeah, okay. we can, we can make right. some news right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that, that would not happen. But that that's legitimately mm-hmm. the way it works, where the right. parties don't have that much control. If you've been a good soldier and you've been in that party's primary, they really can't stop you. Right, but but that may not be a bad thing, in my opinion, because it forces everybody to work hard. If somebody tries to take a position and you don't think that they have the platform beliefs or the beliefs, there's an easy solution: recruit a candidate who will beat them. Yeah, absolutely. And and actually, it's a lot easier than you think. It just takes time and hard work. It's kind of that old thing about, you know, doing better. That that work is how you you, you get better. But it, it, it it's hard because you have to get sweaty and do things, etc. But so, it works. So you also have the bully pulpit of being a statewide office holder yes. when you host that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that when now Congressman Rukita, then Secretary yeah. of State Rukita, uh, the last time redistricting came around, he yes. kind of jumped out in front of that and had a plan. Uh, is that something you think you would have influence over, is oh, the drawing oh, political boundaries? Yeah, you do. And the Secretary of State's office is a great bully pulpit for gerrymandering, preventing gerrymandering. Rukita did that quite well when using the office for that. He's actually, in my opinion, laid a lot of groundwork. I'm not endorsing him for Republican Senate or, or not endorsing him. But that was something I thought he did well as Secretary of State. Um, the other thing about Secretary of State is it, it is business-oriented, and it's the bully pulpit, and it, it, it's where I can advocate for small business because I know how the website currently works under the current administration. It's not as good as the previous version. They're trying to do too much. Is it a pretty good website compared to other states? Yes, but that's a bad comparison. Um, <laughs> it, it needs to be different and easier and you need to make sure that you do something that it's easy for small business to be able to register their their corporations, limited liability corporations, anything that you need to do along those lines. Now, the Secretary of State's website has things that are well, but uh, it, you go to it and even attorneys get confused about uh, why do I need to go to the Department of Workforce Development? The attorney's a little bit confused than other people are. 
Now, I know you need to if you have employees, but it should have a big thing saying, if you have employees, click here, but it doesn't. <laughs> well, it does, but you have to be really kind of used to bizarre web pages. I mean, so <laughs> to bizarre web pages. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's hard to find. It should be easy. It should be so easy. And part of the problem, and and this is one thing I'm going to go into Trump just for this reason why what he is focusing on is getting rid of regulation. Why do you think businesses like him? If you're a small business, I call it the death by a thousand cuts. All the things required by government are not that hard to do other than sometimes you've got to get slow bureaucrats to act, and that can delay you and cost you money. But most of it's pretty easy to do. It's just that you don't, you're already trying to create your business or manage your business, mm-hmm. and you don't have the three or four hours to do it. I say the bureaucracy has created Walmarts, Costcos, not because they're bad businesses, but because you have to get that size so that you're big enough so you can hire one person to deal with the government regulations. Mm-hmm. When yeah, you grow larger, that, you can do it. But a mom and pop—that's why a lot of them die. They just don't want to mess with it. You you, uh, you almost skate by until the government gets involved, and then right. it comes crashing down. If you're off the radar, you can survive. Right. But then it's the first time you get on. You get uh, they get their hooks in you. You can't. Right. You can't get away. So as a, a, the Secretary of State with its administrative functions, you've got to make it as easy and simple for business. So that's the way a libertarian looks at it. It's not like. Well, the General Assembly says I have to do it fine. Now, the next question is, how do I make this easy, make sense, and do it quickly so that people can do it quickly? Um, for example, organizing the, the, the ride from Indianapolis to here. Um, I made a suggestion, and one of my friends who's here right now suggested something else that was much better because it made it simpler. Do you want to take 40 do I want to take 40? Yeah, I want to take 40. 40 is pretty cool. It's still National way. Road. It's not yes. very cool in the dark. But my point, yeah, yeah, it's not very, it probably isn't. Yeah, but the, and the, the point, yard sales aren't going on right now. No, so. there's no yard signs. That's too bad. <laughs> but you, you need to make government simple. And also it needs to be quick. There, there shouldn't be a long waiting period for anything. Yeah, that's that right there. You hit the nail on the head with the government needs to be simple mm-hmm. and it needs to be quick because it's neither of those things right now. And those are the two huge issues mm-hmm. that I think that, uh, especially the Secretary of State race, uh, with all the things that you would have your hand in, could yes. really definitely make a huge improvement in. So, right. what, do you, what do you need help from on the from the General Assembly? If if you're elected, what are the things that you you know you would use a blow well, pulpit for to ask for them to change? Uh, what I would change. There's a lot of things I think are archaic that, on the licensing issues that need, need to be done away with. The, 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 to the General Assembly's credit, they streamlined a lot of the business organization law last session, but there's still more that you need to do. Um, the gerrymandering, I think, is very, very important. Um, election law, um, our campaign finance law and our election law is incomplete, archaic, and based on a system that didn't work well in 1880. <laughs> I'm just going to be very blunt about it, and there's a lot of work that needs to be done. There's a lot of candidates, PACs, uh, committees, uh, central committees. There's always talking about, I don't know, it's gray. Legislature has nothing to guide on what they want. We can guess that they're trying to regulate it, but then we have this conundrum of do we do this and take the chance we get sanctioned or do we not? So Michael Bell is uh, watching from California, and yes. I don't know if he'll make it through the entire show. So he wants to know how he can donate to the campaign or how he can get out in touch with you guys. Oh, that's an excellent that's an excellent thing. Um, there are donate uh, buttons on my Facebook page at Rutherford Rising. All right. That's Rutherford. Sorry, I left out the S. We have the S between Rising 2018. 
There's a donation site on the website. Uh, that's www. I, I'm old school, so I like to say that. www.rutherfords, <laughs> that's with an S, rising.com. Right, you know, right there is the donate thing that you can go to. Uh, I don't know if we have it all connected to our Twitter or not, but I'll tell it anyway because we have a Twitter account. And it, that's Twitter at Rutherford IN, Indiana, of course, 18. And then uh, we also have Instagram. Oh, is that where we get your beach vacation pictures? You get the or beach what's vacation up, what's there? pictures. So, <laughs> Hopefully. And, and th- that's for you and, and for Michael's sake. You know, you may want to go to these things to give you even more reason to donate. Because I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, Michael is on Instagram all the time with his beach stuff, but he ah, lives good. in San Diego. So yeah. Yeah. he's got better options. We've got the Indiana like Beach. It. We've got Indiana, Indiana Beach. Uh, There's more than corn yes. in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Summer Lake. That little beach. We area. do have a, a lake yeah. at Summit Lake. Yeah. Or a, a beach at Summit. Yeah. There's so many options. Yeah. We can get so many beach pictures in Indiana Dunes. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be good for the campaign. Hey. Is this, uh, is this um, county number one, by the way, in your on your grand tour? First of 92? Well, Marion County is easy well, and Hamilton County because, well, you know, well, for that's, obvious that's, reasons. That's where the fundraising <laughs> is. Live and, and there and work there, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, yeah, this is actually the first major event we've had since the announcement. Hey. Major that. event. You did that. High five. You did that. You got ahead of the game. The next one is Saturday where the 9th District uh, Libertarians, 9th Congressional District Libertarians are having their big confab in Nashville. So oh, there we go. we'll be down there for that. Very exciting. I, I expect nice. uh, Travis to be writing a a full-fledged report on this in the Courier Times. And yes. it, it should be published this week. That would be, be great. A candidate for, the, uh, for a statewide office making a visit at, uh, you know, at the Balls Hog Studios. Yeah, north of Q Avenue. North of Q. We don't give <laughs> but, away. It's, we're kind of, this is going to be like Motown, you know, where mm-hmm. you do the Motown building, the original studios of Boss Hog of Liberty. And I, we don't tell anybody where it actually is because mm-hmm. we don't want throngs of people showing <laughs> up at the door. So we just tell people it's north of Q. We yeah. don't. I'm a married man now. So <laughs> the people who would be interested, I would have to turn away. It's true. So, but I do want to get Instagram out here. Yes. Because yep. I think it's pretty cool. And Instagram for a guy... 58 years old, which is good for experience for being a Secretary of State. Um, and I do know Instagram. So it's Rutherford's, it's Rutherford's underscore rising. All right. And to let everybody know, Rutherford is R-U-T-H-E-R-F-O-R-D. It's R-U-T-H-E-R-F-O-R-D. There's other spellings, yep. spelled, but that's the one. Just the way it sounds. Yeah. It's uh, um, it's like the, uh, the Indy 500 winner. It is the Indy 500 winner. Just like them. Yeah, we share the same like great 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 grandparents. Do you really? Yeah, uh-huh. there you go. You're gonna get an endorsement. You're gonna go out there in May and see Johnny and ask for no, ask for no, some help. No, this for you, Dakota. Johnny Rutherford won the eighty five hundred three times. Yes, he did. Oh, interesting. Yes, Nineteen seventy three, seventy six. Yeah. Then I'm gonna say eighty. Well, how do you in the know that? You weren't even born yet. Ray Haroon won in yeah. 1911. We have time, right? We have yeah, time to go through all, have, all 100 have, races. Yes, the, go, yeah. look, it's the 500. Of course we yeah. have to. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, again, to donate, there's Facebook. There's a website, RutherfordsRising.com, Rutherford's Rising uh, 2018. That, that's the Facebook at Rutherford's Rising 2018. And we do need that support because to change things, you have to have money. It costs gas to get here. And I'm, and I'm being simple or silly, it adds up quickly Absolutely. to get the word out. We ran uh, Rex's campaign. Was uh, I, I finally closed it out? We got rid of the last oh, of the money, and uh, we did that campaign as a, it was about twenty five thousand yes. dollars as a libertarian. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money to raise and a lot of money to keep track it of. Is. Yep, uh, a statewide campaign is is no joke, right? And, and doing it at the level you are and being a serious right. candidate, mm-hmm. uh, well, you've th- got you've got to have the contributions. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've got Jeff Maurer here, who is uh, my chief of staff. I've got Chris Price, who's social media. 
Uh, Kurt Miller is a law student who's volunteered to do a lot of the driving over the uh, next few few months. Um, so we've got people like that. You need to have that, and it's important. Chris Price, I love his Facebook stuff. Uh, he His company is overproducer.com, overproducer.com. I got that correct, didn't I, Chris? And, um, but he's volunteering for me because uh, he's excited about this, what we're doing and what we're trying to change. And, and that is to change the culture of state government. You can start doing it as Secretary of State. When you're Secretary of State, people in the House and Senate of the General Assembly will start living or living. will start listening to you. They're going to start living right, too. They're going to start if living right. If there's right, a libertarian yes. in one of those first-floor <laughs> offices, yes. they better eat, they, eat healthy. They, they better. They better. <laughs> but the important thing is, and why I will have credibility as opposed to some people who might not for the, as a libertarian candidate, is that I, I know legislators because I've worked with them for 10, 11 years uh, on the Public Defender Commission. And we've worked and figured things out to make that better and make things better for people. Well, and you're coming from, uh, you know, you, you play in that circle, right? I mean, yeah, you, I do you, play you, in the circle. You yeah. are in the downtown Indianapolis. Yes. That, that's where you, that's your livelihood. Yes, it is my livelihood, and, and I play in the circle. And those yes. folks come in from from all over the state, and this yeah. time of the year, they're they're in the same place as you are, and you have those relationships, right? I'm running across them and having lunch with them. I'm not sometimes not lobbying them. Some are friends, right? Really. Yes. Yeah, they are. Oh man, there's some pretty good people among there. That's true. Yeah, we've had we've had uh, so far we've had two sitting legislators. Mm-hmm. We've got 148 to go. Mm-hmm. But okay, uh, good. Yeah, and we're mm-hmm. working our way through it. Uh, and we've got one future Secretary of State, so mm-hmm. we're we're working our way through. Yeah, not a bad one of them mm-hmm. yet. So some I, of them won't let me have cold beer, but it's you know we're working on it. Hey, I, I heard the greatest suggestion. Let's just make the grocery store 38 degrees all over. That's what I said. Make all the uh, yeah. Make all of the cashiers just bundle up. You know? It's like mm-hmm. stimulating the economy for the uh, for the air conditioning folks yeah. and the people that make the igloo. You know, I mean, right. the the insulation. Those mm-hmm. would be some very high electric bills, though. Well, that's good for the electric companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it and it's be. good for the guys that make the overcoats. It's mm-hmm. not good for it the is. geese that they have to kill to stuff them in the coats. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you got to make some sacrifices. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, but it's going to be a fun year. But but here's the thing, and if people people know me, I know that it's going to be difficult to beat the Republican, uh, who's the incumbent. But we go for the gusto, and we will be ready for any opportunities that come along. And so uh, I, that's why libertarians need to support me for the, the the position, and then support me in just more than being a delegate at the convention and voting for me. Need your money, need your time, and as you can see with a in, uh, uh, you developed a good statewide team. Absolutely. But you know how often or how rarely that has happened because it's tough to do. And the libertarians have to cover local races and stuff. We're small, but we try harder. And um, I'm developing a team that's going to be able to do a lot more and have the backgrounds to do that. And um, uh, it's, it's just going to be a very exciting time. Well, very cool. So at this point, we're going to pivot a little bit. Sure. And we uh, we're going to get into some of the uh, the news of the uh, news of the week and things that have happened, and then uh, we'll come back to Mark. And Mark will still be a part of the conversation, and so will uh, so will Chris as we get into this stuff. As I just sit over here, yeah, looking. you're twiddling, twiddling, you're looking at the camera, gazing. Yes. The gazing uh, at my hey, there there are times where I still just sit over here. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, this week we had the state of the uh, state of the union, Dakota, and. That's right. uh, you remember that? That's in the show. Yeah, we're yeah, going to cover that. We're going to get into I it a little so. bit. Was that the state of the state by the Holcomb? No, no, no. State of the Union. Oh, that's not what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, they brought all the congressmen together yes. on Tuesday night. 
I now know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, good. The State of the Union Address that was given by President Donald Trump. It was his first uh, real one since he's been in office. Uh, We have a quick question. One more quick question. Michael Bell says the website is letting him donate one... uh, monthly but he's not he's he's technologically challenged i'm going to blame michael already for this but he's saying he can make a a monthly donation but he can't figure out how to make a one-time donation is that a different place on the website no it isn't i don't know why that is we'll look into that because we've had people give monthly and we've had people just give a bulk sum from the website i think they're trying to tell uh Mm -hmm. michael bell that he just needs to give monthly let's go man yeah monthly be great michael but (laughs) um the web he he should then go to the facebook and see if there's still a problem if there's a problem then we've got a software glitch with our server we'll dig into it yeah but uh, for now, just go ahead and sign up for that monthly donation, and I'm sure they'll promise to cancel it, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. All right. Clearly, Jeremiah hasn't donated. No, not yet. I've I've been busy. Michael, you have no idea. I was, uh, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. running on Tuesday night. We watched State of the Union. I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, drove to Lexington, and spent eight, and the full day in Lexington and seminar, and drove back home, and then went to work again today. I'm on fumes. You're getting pun- ah. you're, gonna, you're getting punched you're drunk, Jeremiah, quite, as a, co- doing, a host today. Well, you're doing quite well. So <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Yeah. 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 That's right. All right, Dakota. It's the baffling that we're talking about. But yes, the State of the Union address. The the one which every president gives and the one which uh, Moses is always looking over top of them whenever they give it. That was Mike Pence from behind. (laughs) Oh, looking down. He's just got the white hair now. I'm sorry. I I, I apologize, Mr. Mike Pence, (laughs) but I was, uh, I fully thought that was Moses. Anyway, and Michael Bell now apologizes. He has figured it out. Ah. He says he's donated the legal maximum of five thousand dollars. So you're, uh, you're no, upset. no. In Indiana, there's no limit. Oh, there's no limit. You can go back and do it again, Michael. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. an individual, now if his if his business is a corporation, it's five thousand. Which that's nice too. Yeah, we'll take yes, that. We'll take that. Yes, he, he can personally match it. Of course. Could, yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll I uh, do know Michael. So if people are listening, to this wonder why I'm handling like this. I know Michael. Michael has been a candidate for the Libertarian yes, Party. Yes, he has. I mean, he's run. Uh, he's run for. I think he, uh, his dad was going. Rex was going through the attic this last week, and he kept pulling out all of Michael's. Oh. My, you know, this is the way libertarians yes. are. We we keep clippings of all the yes. races we lost. Uh-huh. So Michael ran for treasurer <laughs> of, uh, of of Hamilton County uh-huh. at one point, yes. and he ran for uh-huh. state representative out here uh-huh. in uh, in District Fifty Four Fifty Six. Uh-huh. I think that and your billboard, um, Rex Bell, also saved your billboard. He saved my billboard, and he uses it to cover lumber now on job sites. So yeah, oh, so, okay. Uh, at least I didn't target. get banished to the attic like Michael did. I'm, uh-huh. I'm still That's a part right, of the yeah. daily life around there. Yeah, right. you posted, man. Rex Bell posted that one picture of your face covering up that lumber. It's like, and it was the, one of the funniest things. That picture I've ever seen. of me is probably eight feet tall. I mean, it is unbelievable how yeah, much they blew it up. It is huge. It's crazy. That's what happens if you run for office. You get billboards. Oh, sweet. that's that's what happens to in life. You've got. There's a. There's, You're selling me here. Hey, if you want to run for sheriff, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. Or you pick pick the office. Yeah. Need a need a state representative candidate. <laughs> We need a township advisory board member. We got all kinds of opportunities for you. That's right. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to Moses. You got it. Or Mike Pence. Uh, okay. So anyway, Donald Trump actually gave his uh, first State of the Union address, and it was uh, his. Like I said, it was his first one, his first actual State of the Union address while he was in office, where he could talk about like all of the legislation that he had imposed, all of the actions that he had taken. Um, so, let's get into this, Jeremiah. All right. And uh, I. Okay, I want to say one thing. Yeah, we've criticized Donald Trump a lot on this show. We have uh, praised him where he deserved to be praised. And I will say right now that he was surprisingly presidential. I was expecting, you know, full-on Donald Trump with the uh, the hand motions, the, the invisible fingers. accordion, uh, going, 
fake news. Uh, so I was expecting all of the theatrics. And Hammer we got and Nigel released a, uh, a Donald Trump uh, bingo card with all of the phrases. Yes. And yes. I, I sent it to some folks, and one guy actually legitimately tried to play it, and he said he was one phrase away. He didn't use enough phrases. And it looked like it was everything he, you know, it's all the Trump speak. Yeah. I thought for sure the card would be like a coverall, oh, and you would I thought, you'd would, get them I thought all. it would be full within he, like this first little clip that we're going to play. He couldn't even get a diagonal out of it, so oh, uh, he was he was well behaved. All right, so yeah. this is uh, this is going to be President Trump on immigration. It's about uh, thirty seconds. The House and Senate will be voting on an immigration reform package. In recent months, my administration has met extensively with both Democrats and Republicans to craft a bipartisan approach to immigration reform. Based on these discussions, we presented Congress with a detailed proposal that should be supported by both parties as a fair compromise. All right, so you heard it there. He said it was going to be a fair compromise. To those of you who haven't been uh, keeping up with um, the dreamers, uh, the things that we've been talking about on the show, and as President Trump and deals with all this, and uh, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, the government shutdown. You know, it's all revolving around this one thing. And uh, for those of you who don't know, who haven't been following the news, uh, basically Donald Trump said that he was unveiling his his big compromise, the the deal. You know, the art of the deal, and. Uh, he wants to he wants to expand DACA by one million more people. So uh, right right now, currently, what uh, Obama put on the table and was passed the first time was eight hundred thousand um, DACA recipients. The first time Trump is going to expand that to one point eight million, and um, so there's going to be a million added recipients on there. Trump also wants to create a path to citizenship, which wasn't able to be done the first time, which is why they had to vote on it again to expand the spending in the budget, which is what led to the government shutdown. And uh, Trump wants to expand this just like uh, kind of like how Rand Paul had said. If you guys had watched uh, Rand Paul's whole proposal on this, he basically said, you know, why don't we why don't we do something here to where we can uh, allow a path of citizenship? You know, the government allows one million immigrants in every year. And over the course of, say, five years, we'll just add this many people to the immigrant list. We're not expanding immigration. We're keeping the uh, the DACA recipients on. The left and the right should be fine. So that's uh, that's kind of what Donald Trump was doing. So he said, obviously, it couldn't be done in five years because he was expanding it by one million people. So it would be within uh, 10 to 12 years. So in 10 to 12 years, every single DACA recipient would actually become a citizen of the United States of America. Not not just in this quasi-zone like they are right now to where they can work and they pay taxes and stuff and uh, they have like this pseudo-green card, but actual full-on citizens of the United States. In return, what he wanted from Democrats was to end chain migration. So uh, chain migration is to where um, you get a voucher uh, if you are an immigrant in the United States then uh, then you would actually get a voucher that you could bring, uh, I think it's up to eight people in with you, uh, but they have to be immediate relatives. So there is actually a limit. Um, that's kind of one of the uh, that's kind of one of the pushes that uh, Republicans keep saying, you know, oh, there's no limit. They, they can just keep bringing like their second and third cousins in with them. There is a limit, um, but Donald Trump wants to end that and just put it to the nuclear family. So you've got now for us Representative Joe Kennedy, who gave the Democrats the uh, rebuttal, which was the the 
the scene for this, Mark, was unreal. We were talking about this before a little bit. He's, he gave it like it was a rally. Like he, oh, normally, yeah. like we had the Marco Rubio, uh, speech a couple of years yes. ago and it was, you know, looks like him with a lamp and he had his water bottle in a podium and it was very awkward. Right. It's kind of like if we recorded the State of the Union response in this room. Yeah. Uh, where, not a bad place. Not a bad place, <laughs> yeah, but, but, no. but this was on a dais with right. a crowd on three sides, mm-hmm. awkwardly some sort of a Ford Which, behind him. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't really enjoy, uh, I didn't really enjoy Mr. Kennedy's speech, but um, I, I will say that it actually uh, his his setting was so much better. He actually you know got up in front of a lot of people. It wasn't so like awkward, like really uncomfortable, like it had been in the past. You know, with other rebuttals, like to where it's just it, it seems really strange. But this he actually did a pretty good job. Let's, All right, so this let's is listen this is it. Representative Joe Kennedy, who would have been uh, President Kennedy's grandson, like, or, or nephew, right? Yeah, Joe nephew Kennedy, or great nephew, great yeah. nephew. I think we are all worthy of protection. For them, dignity isn't something you're born with, but something you measure by your net worth, your celebrity, your headlines, your crowd size. Not to mention the gender of your spouse. So, okay, let's get into this for a minute. <laughs> this that was Joe Kennedy, multimillionaire and celebrity, person who is elected into Congress because he has the last name of Kennedy, who is scalding uh, the Republicans for measuring things based on their celebrity status and their net worth. He was also one of the first people to give his speech to a crowd. And just happened to mention uh, crowd size, so uh, uh, the whole Joe Kennedy speech, like he might have, uh, he might have been well on delivering it, but pretty much everything that I that I heard in there was, um, it was more polarizing than what it was, you know, unifying America. Because if 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 I'm thinking about this, okay, the president's job. Of course, the, the president has a lot of different jobs, but I think one of his most important jobs is to become the face of America. The, the president is supposed to be this rock star in American politics, and he's supposed to u- unify people behind a set of characteristics. The president uh, brings people together. He is the common face that the world sees, that the world equates America with. Um, and I I heard some of that in what Donald Trump was saying in his speech. And I'm. It, it's actually really weird that I didn't hear anything like that in what uh, Mr. Joseph Kennedy had to say. Which I mean, going into this, I would have thought 100%. This is gonna. It's gonna be the exact opposite. That's not what we were gonna see. And uh, he went on to say a couple of different things, but it was basically just every single standard um, progressive talking point that you are constantly <coughs> hearing. He said the. He mentioned the DACA recipients and said, you know. We're not going to turn our back on you, and we will not forget you. Uh, while he's also condemning the president's immigration bill, which would uh, allow a million more people to come in. So, uh, if if you're going to say that you're not going to turn your back on people, then why would you not allow a bill to pass that would allow a million more? So the uh, the last clip we have from uh, from the State of the Union is Libertarian National Chairman Nick Sarwark, uh, who deals also with this uh, with the immigration issue, and he kind of. Pro- pro- gives us the libertarian view. His video is about uh, six and a half minutes long. We're just going to play a 30-second clip here just dealing with the DACA issue. Millions of Americans right now, millions of people in this country who've grown up here, who were brought here by their parents, not through their choice, but their parents' choice, 
They've gone to school here. They've worked here. They're part of the fabric of America. And those millions of people should not be held hostage to an immigration scheme that would build a wall, cripple our economy, and break up families. So Nick is basically saying, you know, he doesn't want to deal. He just doesn't want he doesn't want us to be a wedge issue. Our people, right. you know, the people are here. You've been raised here. You didn't do anything wrong. Why? Why are we? This isn't a fight that we should be having as Americans. Right. Yeah. I mean, Nick's Nick's whole video was actually extremely well put together, extremely well thought <laughs> out, very professional, and I I really think that Nick did a great job with this. If you listen to the whole thing. It's very positive, which is what you should be. I mean, it, exactly. it points out what's not going right, but it's not like everything's going down and it's awful. It's like, here's how we positively do it. Here's how we compassionately do it. Yeah. And I was very glad to see them do that which, because candidates of all three parties forget compassion. Absolutely. In posit- being positive, and he did a great job with that. And he also took the time to recognize the things mm-hmm. that are going well. He got so to get the, I mean. the good, yes. bad, and ugly. He did. So he mm-hmm. talked about how the you know the federal government mm-hmm. has done a great job of right. removing regulation from, yeah, from exactly. businesses. But even as you described the ugly, he didn't just do what Trump tends to do. It was a nice way to put it. You know, it was a there's a positive way to describe ugly uh, if you know about advocacy. And he did that. He he wasn't going uh, for the jugular. He was just describing what it was that needed to be changed. Yeah, and I think one of the the we're not going to have time to play the clip here, but one of the most shining moments was when he was talking about the veterans. Yes, Uh, and he was talking about how yeah we need to fix the VA, but the more critical problem is that we need to stop hurting people by making them veterans and getting them into the you know. You know, we we take people home and then have to, and yes. you know, we send them there, we get them hurt, and then we have to fix them, yes. and we we just need to not do that to our veterans. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't hurt somebody. Any comment, Chris? How was Mosquito Hill? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yes, Chris. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. The VA gives uh, veterans the second chance to die for the country. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, it's, it's, that's a running I joke. I laugh, but it's kind of it, there's true. truth to it's it. True. Yes. Uh huh. They, uh, especially with like suicide, all they want to do is just. Throw pills at you and just mm-hmm. hope you feel better. Well, we've got a, 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 a wounded veteran, a guy I went to school with uh, at Blue River Elementary, a guy in West Clark. He's uh, he's he had a uh, something happened to him in Iraq, and he's come back, and he's you know he's dealing with those, and he will for the rest of his life. He has to go to the VL, a VA of Marion, an hour and a half away. Yeah. So he had mm-hmm. an appointment this week. You look on Facebook, and the poor guy drives all the way up there. Mm-hmm. They canceled the appointment and didn't tell him. So he, right. he's got yes. a day out of work. You drive all the way up, they cancel your appointment, and. Thanks for the care you gave me. I hear a lot of that, and that's a big problem. And veterans should be treated better than that. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. You're, I assume, Chris, you're generally pretty healthy at this point. You're not dealing with that, but at some point, that would be, you know, yeah. As as a benefit of having served, you probably do have that care available to you going forward. Yeah, but uh, if you want to suffer through it, yeah, if I want to suffer through it, <laughs> yeah, all the red tape. Sorry. Yeah. So that's a, mm-hmm. anyway. I I really appreciated Nick. Uh, yeah, putting that message out and giving people something to point to, where you didn't right. have to just you know play the hard left or the hard right. You've got yes. somebody that's somewhat in between that calls yep. you know calls the balls and strikes. Right. So that's a really glad we were able to yes. put those together. Thank you, Dakota, for pulling that audio. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. have a chance to do that. So that was <laughs> that was awesome for the show. Um, a couple more things that uh, that we wanted to cover here. The uh, the local paper, the Courier Times, so on the local news. I've been we, we talked about it Tuesday on the special episode. Yeah, we did. It's not on the podcast feed, but if you go to the YouTube you can find it. I I served on a small committee uh dealing with our uh, planning commission and a new comprehensive plan. 
so my name got associated with having with this wind farm issue that's been going through. And there, we've got a hundred and some page comprehensive plan document, and there were two pages that dealt with wind farms. Wind farms have been like the third rail of this county for the last three or four years. Our last county elections were based on it. I think it's going to be a big factor in our in our elections that we have this year. And literally any issue, it just it just oh my goodness, it boils right down to that. You can take anything, any issue within this county. It could be uh, the fact that 14th Street is closed down, mm-hmm. and somehow it gets tied back to the wind farms. Like it, it, uh, there's just a correlation does not equal causation, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't in politics sometimes. <laughs> so this has been like the the driving issue. I didn't know why because I was I've not been plugged in. I have a day job, but I've been getting these emails for the last week, uh, and it seemed like a, almost a directed campaign of here's my opinion on wind farms. Finally figured out today that the county has been asking for input, and apparently these, this group has just taken a distribution list of anybody that's ever had any influence of any type in this. So I've been getting pummeled with these emails of people of varying abilities, <laughs> Baby to, boomers with caps varying and, abilities yep. to construct a letter. And the number one instead of an exclamation point. <laughs> I, gave, I tried to give free advice as to how to, you know, because I'm not the guy you're trying to talk to, but they're not going to listen if you're going to put it together in this form. Anyway, I finally figured out that they're trying to get these to the county commissioners so that because they're going to do a study they're going to do a review all of these pu- are going to be these letters that they've received are going to be put together and put on their website for review they're going to have a couple of weeks and they're going to revisit the wind ordinance so this is a story we've covered for a while and they basically asked for citizens to leave input on three issues economic development road use and the agreements with the two different contractor developers and the deadline was today so I know some people have been sending them through, uh, and then there's a big public hearing coming up in, uh, in, I guess, a week from a week from Monday, Monday the 12th at 6 o'clock at the, uh, I would assume it will be at the Henry County Courthouse, where, yeah, where they'll have the, another big... The, uh, the circuit courthouse, you know, the second floor where they where they usually meet. In the old courtroom. courtroom. Yeah. They, we built, government got so big here in Henry County, we abandoned the courthouse for having court, we built a new justice center across the street, and now the commissioners and the council and their big public meetings are in the old courtroom. Okay. So we have a very ornate county commissioner's That's meeting. actually a nice place yeah, to do that, yeah. yes. And the acoustics in there are horrible, and there are no outlets to plug your <laughs> phone in to live stream the meetings. <laughs> yeah, it's the perfect place for a government meeting. And yeah, Dakota's, That's what uh, they think. Yeah, you can't <laughs> hear them. You can't t- do, exactly. interview them. Yes, uh-huh. Dakota has uh, has become this media mogul now, and uh, we keep we keep upgrading. You got the – this will be uh, – Monday you're going to film the city council meeting. Yes, and then I would assume we're going to try to make it to this thing as well as if long they as don't the day kick jobs me out. Yeah. I have to sue them later. <laughs> <laughs> the open door law is on your side, uh, so yeah, we've got to get that to look forward to. But the uh, it's it's a story we're tracking for sure. Yep, absolutely. I'm I'm considering going to this meeting on February twelfth. Uh, I think that there's going to be some good stuff that's brought up in uh, in the meeting, and a part of me is just like really curious. To hear what what they what they talk about, I'm anytime we can have discussions about any issue, but I really just beg for people to be based in logic because there are very logical reasons, and you know, and things that I understand on both sides of this. Where you know, it's a very it's a massive property rights thing for a guy to be able to develop his ground, and then there's the concern of you're devaluing my property, or you are you know you are causing a health risk or a safety risk, and there are legitimate. Arguments on both sides. Yeah, of this everybody issue. It's not has simple. concerns, and it's it's a very complicated issue. But whenever people start be going off the rails about being anti-wind, it, it just makes you think. Well, it makes me think. I don't know about you, Jeremiah, but I'm just like, 
you know what? Just build a wind farm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just to spite you. Like, yeah, that's yeah. A, like, that's it. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I glaze over. Logic works and emotion doesn't work on me. Yeah. That's a, yeah. as a left brain libertarian. Right. That's just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm logic all day long and the emotional stuff. You just kind of put up a, a Trump wall no, I, and I, you I, shut down. Yeah. I think that I had that conversation one time with Chris Spangle. Uh, we were talking about, like how we can get this podcast to have more reach, you know, like talking about uh, the, the different things that had to do with uh, getting our name out there more. And he's like, you need to put more emotion in the show, you know, and not like just so many, not just hardcore facts all the time, but you need to, you know, bring in some comedy. You need to t- tell stories about your lives, you know. And I'm like, well, why would you listen to a podcast that wasn't just facts? Like I'm a huge Ben Shapiro fan. I mention him all the time on the show. And like, that's all that Shapiro's show is, is like just uh, an hour and 15 minutes of just fact after fact after fact. And uh, Chris is like, well, you're a libertarian. You're not normal. Like, <laughs> well, you, know, you think in just uh, purely informational uh, standards, but the average person thinks it with emotion. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. And Chris <laughs> is right. Dealing with voters, I'm going out dealing with legislators, etc. I've got to try to get rid of my libertarian side and talk about the emotional issue. Right. Um, and if you look out, the, the windmills, they may be going on the wrong issues or illogical, but they don't like them. And so sometimes if you want to have them to change, you've got to emotionally tell them why they need to. But it is a great property rights issue for, for a law school exam. It's it's a because very you're, you're taking competing property interests, which makes it hard for elected officials or appointed officials. And we've had uh, it, we've had basically paralysis in this county for the last three or four years, oh where my. we the there were agreements in place and and approvals for development on some of these projects. Those have expired. So unless they get renewed, those projects are not going to come in. Yes. Uh, the county is now looking at their ordinances. They call it a WEX ordinance, which is a wind energy. It's a, it's an acronym. Right. But basically, it's the, the ordinance dealing with wind. Uh, there's an issue that comes before the county councils dealing with abatements because they're, we're talking about massive uh, installations of um, – something that affects the tax base. You know, you, you've got a very major investment that comes in, which then becomes taxable for the property. So there's there's money there for um, for landowners where they, yes. they're going to get lease payments. And you have the possibility of, uh, at some point, receiving money for the county towards the general fund. Uh, and then the miles of county road that get used by these contractors as they build the wind farms uh, those county roads end up needing to be repaired or replaced. Right. So counties where you've got a county like Henry County, we talked before about Indianapolis's pothole problem. Henry County, Indiana has 800 miles. We have 50,000 people with 800 miles of county road. Wow. That's a massive amount to have to pay to pave and to maintain. So you've got the possibility of, you know, 40 or 50 miles of road get replaced at no charge because it's a part of this construction. It's something that county commissioners have to look at as well. So there's a lot of competing interests yes. and a lot of things that are being yes. looked at. Um, so it's something we've watched. It's not an easy issue. Uh, and I'm sure you're going to hear this, you know, as you go around the state and you deal with different communities, you know, you'll be in Nashville, Indiana Saturday. Right. I'm sure there are issues in Nashville that you would never think you're going to hear or going to matter in, you know, to the guy that lives in Newcastle, but right. it matters to those guys down there. All right. There are down there. Yeah. Yes. So it's, uh, you, you never know. All politics is local. Yes, it is. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, we've got what will be. We had independent candidates that ran for commissioner that had over 40% of the vote in the last race. Uh, You didn't have a Democrat candidate, but you had incumbent Republicans, and they they were two races, and they both were very, very close. Uh, And I expect that the uh, the primaries on both the Republican and Democrat side are going to be contested, and then the general election 
We're going to see some interesting stuff. Yes. So, anyway, that's enough of the local stuff for you. Uh, Mark, we thank you very much for well, coming. thank you. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for having me here. I've enjoyed it tremendously. So, one last chance. If people <clears> want to volunteer yeah. or get involved with your campaign, uh, obviously, you've got some events. You've got a driver. Right. But I'd imagine you're looking for other people to do other yes, things we for do. you. We, we do. <laughs> we do. We have lots of things for volunteerism. Go to the Facebook page. Uh, at Rutherford Rising 2018, go to the website rutherfordrising.com and uh, you know send a message to us if you've got something particular you'd like to do. Let us know that you'd like to volunteer, do donate, and we'll, we'll get you busy doing something. Awesome. <laughs> well, we wish you luck. We'll be uh, there's a, the Libertarian <laughs> Convention where you will actually have the chance to become the nominee. Right. Is it's in downtown Indianapolis in May at the Marriott May third. May third. All right. And after that, then you will be the nominee. We think, yes. God willing. All right. Well, thank you. And, and I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think there's another challenger that's been recruited. I, I heard a lot of oh, thank oh, thank goodness. yeah, thank and God somebody's doing it for stepping up. <laughs> yes, I've heard a lot of that. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. we've had some statewide offices <laughs> before, Senate races and governor's races, where we've had, you know, it's just like a primary for other other parties where yes. you've got competing folks, and they're you know. Uh, this is a nice one where we have we have an identified candidate, and I think it's somebody that generally you're like the most every libertarian. Oh, well, that's good. I Thank don't you. think there's a list. I, you know, there's a hit list for me in Dakota. Well, there's a hit list for me, but, <laughs> but, but if you're not working hard enough, then you, you don't have a hit list. Yeah, yeah, there are some people who aren't exactly happy with me. Is, there's going to be a notice speech when you're when you're yeah. in for office as a libertarian. You can always vote for nota. Yeah. None of the above. We don't like any of these yes. people. Start over. Right. Yeah. So it, I don't think there's a notice speech coming this time. No, I don't think. I, 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 I'm not. Thinking about it, and, yeah. and while you're talking about the 2012 convention, well, actually, I, that, oh was very, that was very, I, very incredible convention. So that, that was. Yeah. I apologize. I didn't. I legitimately mm-hmm. forgot that that yes. was even a thing. Yeah, yeah. There was. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Politics. That's fun. If you let it get to you, then it, it's bad. But you, you just you're trying to make things better, so you got to do this. It's, this is how humans interact. If you don't interact, you don't make things better. Well, I'm excited that you're going to be running uh, running for Secretary Thank of State you. and looking forward to supporting you. Mr. Guffey, you're yes. not on the Facebook, so we can't track you down there. You Do you can. want to give out your cell phone number to any ladies that are uh, looking? Uh, or, uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I really, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're on the Instagram. If people want to watch you uh, watch you lift 350 pounds, what's the, uh, what's, mm. what's the way? Uh, I think it's C.N. Guffey. C.N. Guffey. That's yeah, very least, original. Yeah. It's same as my email address as well. I developed that when I was 12. <laughs> I, I, I was That's a good syntax. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My my first email was try high catcher forty four. Yeah, I was not a catcher, and my, <laughs> my number was not forty four. Oh, wow, <laughs> you were the forty fourth guy in the, in line that said yeah. I want that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. First email addresses so embarrassing. My sister <laughs> shared a thing on Facebook about it, and. I was like Jay. I was the same as you, Chris. I was like JN Moral at whatever the local ISP was, NLTC, which is the New Lisbon Telephone Company. Uh, yeah, you were the same. My sister is still skyshooter11 at yahoo.com. So if you all will email her and let so her know that you're that, listening. She like gives that email address out to employers. I, I told stuff. her you need to get a fake Gmail that's Hannah whatever at, you know, yeah. because don't put that on your resume. <laughs> you're you're 20 you're something now. Yes. It's like your cell phone like number. It. Well, you know, yeah, it may help. She's got a good job now. So maybe I, don't, I assume she huh. did it the right way. Yeah. Originality, I guess. Yeah. But your phone number, same thing. At this age, you know, your email address should pretty much keep forever. Yes. Your mm-hmm. cell phone number doesn't matter if you moved from, I've got a yeah. Rushville phone number uh, forever, uh, and I live up here in Henry County now. But I'm not changing my number. I've had it for 15 years. Right. Yeah. I'm changing my email address back to Try High Catcher. I guess. <laughs> try High Catcher for the employment board. opportunities. Yes. For now, we can. for now though, your business card says Dakota at BossHogerLiberty Yes, it does. So that is my final thoughts. I am very grateful for all of the uh, the donations that came in, and we were able to 
purchased the Mevo camera, which you are very watching good. us through right now. It's a very, very high quality. Like I said on Tuesday, uh, if you've been watching the videos before, you could really never tell how ugly I was. Unfortunately, that's not the case anymore. I feel like it's like the Family Guy episode, you know, where Peter gets that HDTV and he had a crush on the news reporter lady. And then he gets the HDTV and he finds out she's really ugly. I hope that doesn't happen nah, to us. If the nah. viewership goes down, then we know why. <laughs> nobody wants but, uh, to look at nobody wants to look at uh, the old thirty-five-year-old guy in the in, in Dakota with that scarred face we talked about on the last episode. That's true. But uh, we also got the IQ six that is for the iPhone for all the live streaming. So uh, if you have any public events that you want to be live streamed or you want to be recorded, then you can just hit me up. You can uh, you can send me a text message if you have my business card. You can. It, Always hit me up on Facebook, which is the best way to get a hold of me anyway. Um, and just say, hey, you know, go to this commissioner's meeting and record it for me. I will be more than happy to. Uh, I really like doing this stuff. That's what I said uh, on Tuesday was the, the main goal of this podcast has always been to get uh, people more involved in local politics, whether they agree with us or not. And hopefully we can get you to agree with us. But uh, if I can help that... Uh, for anybody locally, then I would be more than willing to do that. Oh, very good. Uh, final thought from me, uh, real quick. I I want to kind of highlight the uh, the Indiana uh, hemp bill that's going through the General Assembly. Um, big opportunities for the ag community in, uh, in both in our area and statewide and economic uh, economic development. Um, it's passed ninety to zero, very uncontroversially. Didn't have a single no vote in committee. Didn't have a single no vote in the uh, in in any of the readings across the house. It's been advanced to the Senate. Uh, we're expecting it to end up on our senator's desk, Senator Lysing. I encourage everybody that's listening and has interest in it. Uh, drop her an email, contact her, let her know that uh, we want the opportunity to. Uh, uh, to diversify agriculture in Indiana, Kentucky's doing it, and we need to uh, we need to be able to keep up as well. It's basically a, uh, getting the boots of government off the backs of people so that they can innovate and do something. So, um, really encourage you to to drop a line to her and uh, see where it goes. Create, we will, uh, uh, create some opportunity for people like Cade, one of our co-hosts. He's yeah. a fourth generation farmer and wants wants to not be a criminal for farming. <laughs> yeah, we will uh, we will share. Um, We'll share Cade's letter that he wrote to uh, to our senator on the Boss Hog Liberty page, and we'll also share the link to her email address so that you can also send her a letter. Very good. Uh, we appreciate everybody watching and listening. Uh, one last pitch for the T-Chip thing. If you ordered shirts or swag of any sort, we believe that's shipping, and we're going to try to figure out why uh, why we got Facebook banned or why we got banned from them and, and get it back in their good graces. And if you didn't get it yet, uh, we will find a way to get uh, get merchandise out there again for you guys. That's it for now. Tune in next week, and we will be with uh, Sean Rao on uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com. <laughs>